You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPide, like to be your host as always. Joined as always by Shankers. Shankers, nice Callaway top, what's happening? I am, um, you need to sort me up with some new stuff. I need a bigger size now because there's lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Wilson's here as always as well. What's happening, Wilson? We good? Yeah, it's all, all's well here. It's, I mean, I, Shankers, I blame Andy Barham and he said he would sort us out. But me, me and Daryl have decided that we're just going a wee bit bigger today. If Nike are sending his gear, we've got to wear it. So we can't bar him into Trump the night contract that we have. So, that's what we can say. Rory Lloyd's back as well. Rory, how are we doing? Aye, all good. All good. Brilliant. Pleasure to have you on. Pleasure to have you on as always. We've got a very special guest this week. Delighted to be joined by the current Darvel defender. Former Queen's Park Arrow and Airman Daryl Meggett. Daryl, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Brilliant. How you been? All right? Been good. Yeah, I've just been plodding away in this lockdown. There's nothing else for it, is there? Missing the missing Barona part? Yes and no. Uh, <laughs> like I said, enjoying a wee break and spending a wee bit of time with the, the wee man and stuff. But just I think need to get back to a wee bit of normality at some point. Definitely. We'll get into the results over the weekend. We'll start off today... St Johnston won the League Cup with a victory over Livingston 1-0, Rooney with a goal. We'll start off with Wilson because I know if regulars that watch this show know Wilson has done nothing but lay the boot into Callum Davidson all season. Callum Davidson's won the first cup of the season. Wilson, what do we think? Are we, you ready to take your words and apologise to Mr Davidson? No, absolutely not. I, I think um, when I, I was watching John Craven in Country File instead of the <laughs> and you'll find that the viewing figures for that game will be about 26. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, it's two probably two worst footballing teams in the league competing it. Um, but you, you've got to give us... It's, it's a trophy that now makes Callum Davison more successful than Steven Gerrard. So you've got to give him some, some credit. But honestly, I, 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 not even a pointless cup final. Absolutely pointless having it in Premier Sports. As well, you would have to pay to watch yeah, that. Yeah, kind I, of I agree with that. I agree but with you that. have, but again, it's 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 massive for you know any team I think outside though for me to win a trophy. So even though I tipped them for relegation, uh, they still might. They've won a trophy. So congratulations, St Johnston. Brilliant, definitely. Uh, Rory, what was your thoughts on the game? Were you surprised at how kind of well St Johnston played, and what did you kind of expect getting into the game? Following on from Mark Wilson, who's a massive Scottish football advocate, we all know that. Um, <laughs> the game, the game was nothing tough. It was kind of mean. Shankers kind of thought last week it might go the distance. To be fair, on the balance of play, I thought St Johnson uh, probably should have won by more. Um, they were the better team. I was quite disappointed in Livingston, to be honest. They usually pack a bit of a punch when it comes to the later stages of the game, but they never really got going. Um, St Johnson were the better team and should have won by more. So. Aye, the best team won on the day and well done to Callum Davidson and, and St Johnson. It was well deserved. And I think carrying on to beating Hibs 3-0 um, in the semi-final, you know, looking at the run as a whole, they were probably one of the winners in the end. Yeah. Can we just go back to last week, Scott, and see what the predictions were? 
can't even remember. I, I say I think it would go the distance, but it would be uh, a, a goal a goal in it. I say he's one each and Wilson stayed three nothing, so I think I was closer overall as well. I, I, th- I think all four of you, all three of you went Livingston to lift the trophy. And oh, I, yeah, went sure. Livingston. I definitely went Livingston. <laughs> oh, thanks very much. Callum, Callum, you're welcome if you're listening. <laughs> Darrell as well. What do you think? Uh, what did you put was your kind of thoughts in the game? Were you were you surprised at how kind of well St. Johnson played? Well, I only caught eight minutes of it because then I felt <laughs> <laughs> going to be quite <laughs> no, I started to watch well, it. He started, so he was tuning into that instead. <laughs> no, I watched the first 10 15 minutes, then after that, I, I had to go. I was far too busy, but it didn't look entertaining, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Shankers, you made a wee point about the, how you, know, you didn't think the game was living up to much. What was your, what did you kind of think of the game? Not for, for a cup final. For two teams that don't get to cup finals often, they many of them looked as if Johnson obviously looked as if they wanted to win it more, but none of them, Livingston never even laid their clubs, as Rory says. They, they looked as if they were they didn't want to get beat more than they wanted to win. Uh, David Martindale summed it up perfectly in his interview. He says St. Johnson won every header defending their own box and won every header attacking Livingston's box, and that pretty much summed it up. Sean Rooney's probably one of their, their dangers for pieces and, and he gets a free run and once St. Johnson went up I, I fancied them because they, they've got a good solid defensive line with Kerr, McCart and uh, Rooney as well uh, so probably overall in the balance of place St. Johnson deserved it Yeah, congratulations to Calm Davidson and his team great achievement for them <laughs> We'll move on to the results in the league We Celtic won Aberdeen now in John Kennedy's first match in charge Rory, you, what do you obviously we haven't seen you since Neil Lennon's Resignation. What was your first of all? What was your immediate thoughts on that? We haven't actually spoke to you since then. What was your thoughts on Neil Lennon leaving Celtic? Uh, I think overall, if you look at Neil Lennon and, and, and when it happened, it was it was probably either six weeks too late or six weeks too early in terms of Celtic as a club. I think if they'd acted sooner, they may have been in a position to maybe try and regain a little bit of pride uh, in the last six months of the season. And I think doing it now, or Neil, Ren, I just don't see the point in it happens. You know, six, seven weeks before the season ends, so it's a bit of no man's land for me in terms of the actual timing of it. Um, it leaves them in a position now where John Kennedy's got eight games to go. I, I don't think it matters how well John Kennedy does. He, I don't think he'll be the next manager of Celtic. I think he could beat Rangers twice, and it still wouldn't make any difference. Um, but I think on the balance of play yesterday, I haven't seen the highlights on on sports scene. I, I, what I would say is overall. I don't think anyone could complain if it would have been a draw, is what I would say. Celtic were good in the first half. It was a bit of a damp squib in the second half. But overall, I think, you know, Lennon leaving at that time just kind of sums up Celtic season. And I think Nathan Patterson coming on and scoring after a minute kind of sums up Rangers season. Everything Rangers have done this season seems to have turned to gold and everything Celtic have done is turned to dust. And I think that's just been the way the season's went. But I wasn't surprised to see him go. I was just surprised at the timing of it, is what I would say. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Shankers, what was your thoughts on Celtic's victory over Aberdeen yesterday? I, uh, I, I watched it, wasn't it? The greatest of games. I think it was two poor sides have known a great season. Celtic were just the better, the better of two poor sides. There wasn't much in it. I think uh, Aberdeen had the crossbar. John Kennedy's made a few changes, maybe trying to stamp his, his own authority on it. Uh, there wasn't really much else to, to take from it. I think Celtic just trying to 
get a good momentum run going towards the end of the season, trying to get a wee bit of positivity up at the place. Yeah, definitely. <coughs> Daryl, what's, what's been your thoughts on the, the current situation at Celtic? Are you, do you think now that who do you think could be the next manager as well? The hard one, I, I think, like Rory was saying, I think it's a wee bit too late and actually getting rid of him. He could have got something a lot earlier to try and rebuild for next year um, and working work their way towards getting back to what they were the last, obviously, nine seasons, winning nine in a row. But look, it was a massive season for him and they've fell miles short. What, whatever happened there, I don't know. But in the same again with the game against Aberdeen, they were just flat. Like he says, but they're miles behind and I was probably just predicting the season the way it's been going. Usually Aberdeen at Celtic Park usually take a doing and it finishes on a, a 1-0. Yeah. Wilson, have, we any, have you spoke to any of your pals in the hierarchy about <laughs> the, who could be the next manager? He's on mute. Tell him he's on mute. And take yourself off mute, please. <laughs> it's um, enjoyable when you're on mute. <laughs> I spoke to someone very high up at Celtic yesterday. And here, here, just catching on a point with Rory, even though he was asked about Celtic Aberdeen, managed to get Nathan Patterson and Rangers at the end, which is bizarre in itself. But anyway, let's not worry about it. So, some. As I say, I've been following your Twitter feed the last week, Wilson. You've not tweeted a lot about Celtic, that's for sure. My <laughs> <laughs> phone's broken. Anyway. <laughs> so, here's, and as I say, I was talking to somebody yesterday about this. made the point there about uh, you didn't think John Kennedy would manage, and I, I agree, 100% agree. However, what is Celtic being, you know, very frugal with their finances? Somebody made the point to me yesterday saying that. Celtic obviously have their eye on. I don't think they will, but people like Steve Clark, Martinez, who are going to beat the Euros. Celtic cannot wait until after the Euros to get somebody in. Some Celtic needs somebody in ASAP. If, for example, now this is just an example. I, I think he, I think he's got a good chance. It may not be. Say Eddie Howe and Roy Keane knock the job back. Okay, Kennedy wins the two old fun games or three or four games, whatever. And then they can't wait till after the Euros because Clark and Martinez won't give them the answer. I think this the Celtic board at the moment are crazy enough to give John Kennedy the job. I'm I'm not joking. I think you're crazy. You think Martinez would be the next Celtic manager regardless of the circumstances. Well, well, Sean Maloney's a good friend of mine, and I saw him <laughs> in sports scene last night, and he certainly didn't rule it out. I mean, James McFadden absolutely slaughtered them straight away, saying, "Why would they go for the best team in the world?" You know, to Celtic. But see um, that point, see that point you're making there, right? See if after the summer Martinez kind of does win, does get far in the Euro. Surely there's a lot bigger jobs in Celtic going to be in his head. Oh, absolutely, Aye. absolutely. However, look at look at the opposite side. His club management record was okay, wasn't yeah. amazing, wasn't poor. Belgium could go there and lose three games and get put out of the tournament early doors. And he's getting nobody after that. Ah, uh, you know. Well, Celtic would still take him, absolutely. Celtic would still take him. Could, um, could they line that job up before? Could they, can they say, get the job in principle before it and yeah, just yeah. agree to take Belgium in the tournament and then get a Celtic job after us? You know what I mean? But why would yeah, you do that if you go far could, Euros? Then, you, you, uh, go, you go there and you win the Euros and Real Madrid and Barcelona chapping your door and you've signed for Celtic. I think <laughs> that's that's probably one of the worst things for Celtic to know that the Euros is coming up because yeah. there's probably managers... Of maybe got teams, uh, international teams like Steve Clark, Martinez, and 
and Celtic ideally need an appointment and now and can't really wait to, to after the Euros. I, I, I do think it'll be Roy Keane and Damien Duff. That, that's what I think it will be. Roy Keane? Yes. Kind of, see the way he speaks about some of the players that play in the Premier League and 100 grand, I imagine going into that dressing room, but I would think he'd tell he'd tell him <laughs> but, but, but some, and again it's a, it's a wee bit I know you're a regular listener Daryl we spoke about this it's right, right person at the right time you know R- R- Rangers you know Rangers at the time before they brought Stephen Gerrard in you know they, they took a big gamble on him he was, he was inexperienced but he's, and he's done well he's progressed on well you know so at the moment Tommy Wright coming to Kilmarnock needed a bit of experience try and keep them up etc that's what his remit was was it thinking outside the box? Was it going for something different? No, it was just something down the merry-go-round. Well, our, our Celtic fans are going to be prepared to wait two seasons to win the title back. Yeah. That's the question. So you want somebody to come in who's going to maybe take a wee bit of time. If somebody says to you somebody's going to come in that Rangers will win the next two titles, I, I don't think Celtic fans would accept that. Well, we, uh, we, were, we, were, we were just having this discussion off-air eh, before we come on, just as Daryl come on. If someone had said to you three years ago, right, we're going to bring Steven Gerrard in, are you going to let Celtic win nine in a row, let him stop ten, and then he can go, would you have been happy with that? Of course not. There you go. So it's the same with Celtic. I, I, I would differ for that. I, I think his remit was stop ten in a row. That yeah, would have been his a, remit. That was his, remit. That, was his, that was his end goal. So, so Rangers fans were quite happy with the first two shambolic seasons under Gerrard. You asked me, you didn't ask the full Rangers fans. You asked me, and I personally well, think... Well, the four of you are Rangers fans. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm a Rangers fan, but Daryl's a Rangers fan, and he said the opposite to me, so I can't speak for everybody. That, that, that's, my point, that's my point in case. What I would say is that if you'd offered me to stop 10 in a row this season Gerard signed, I'd have said aye, Gerard have said aye, and the board have said aye. I, 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 I find that, you know quite bizarre that you're accepting a manager that's won one out of 12 trophies and spent £40 million pounds and, that, and, that, and that's what you're happy with. So why would the Celtic fans not be happy right. to, win the next ask, to get let, someone that Steven Gerrard's in? Right, if you put to the Celtic fans, if you were to be give up three Betfred Cups and a Scottish Cup over the last three seasons to take 10 in a row, a large percentage of them would say yes. Why can't Celtic be patient and let someone build that Rangers can? Well, you've just said there that Rangers fans shouldn't be happy except no winning trophies and yet you've just given up four trophies yourself. Nine, mate. Um, so, but <laughs> what, what I'm saying is Celtic will be allowed, Celtic fans will allow someone to rebuild if they get somebody of a, a name like Steven Gerrard in. Now, are Rangers fans going to be happy? Gerard goes to Liverpool in the summer and they go back to where they were and Celtic win the next five or six in a row. Rangers are a different place, but. Gerard's away. Gerard's away in the summer. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, Wilson, let's bring you back down to reality with uh, the result of Rugby Park. Kilmarnock won and the United won. Back with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a point in the board. First thing I thought of, first thing I thought of was Kyle Lafferty was absolutely outstanding yesterday. Didn't score a goal, but was still outstanding. Can the way he played? Do you think he's going to make that improvement in the need? I think, I think he, not single. I think he'll keep Kelly up. I think he'll be the difference. I think he'll be the difference. I did okay. Hit the, hit the crossbar. The goal ruled out, which I probably think it should have been ruled out in terms of the laws of the game. Um, but just having that, you know, focal point in the box. You know, that he can win headers and he can also play. He's got a good touch in that as well. So I, I genuinely do think he'll be the difference that will keep Kelly well out of, uh, keep them in 10th place and stay up. Darren, Jim Kelly will stay up. 
No. <laughs> Apologies, but they would, I'd think they'll go down. And Hamilton will do their usual revival every season. And I think they'll drag Kelly into that relegation. This has been my favourite episode yet. Kelly will beat Ross County. <laughs> Kelly will beat Ross County next Saturday. Nah, they'll that, pick that, them up. Ah, guy, what's getting a hopeless? Well, I thought he has got previous a uh, scoring big goals at Rugby Park, to be honest, so we could keep them up. We'll wait and see. Rory, did the United have got a hard run ahead? Do you think, though, the, they still might be able to get top six? Yeah, I think it's going to be difficult for them. I think St Martin pretty much secured with their win yesterday, top six. don't think Livy are going to be catchable. Um, if you're asking me now, no, I don't. I don't think Dundee United will get in the top six. And I think over the course of the season, they started strongly. Seventh is probably probably a bit right for them, um, is what I would say. I think St. Mern have come on really strong as the season's progressed. Um, watched that game in sports scene and some unbelievable saves in that game. If you've not seen some of the saves, one of them was world class, by the way, unbelievable save. But um, I think that Levy and uh, St. Mern will clinch the, the the top six. I think Dundee United will just miss out. Um, and probably over the balance of the season, quite rightly so. Yeah. Shankers, we'll move on to Easter Road, where if there's a game that sums up how unpredictable this season's been, it's the <laughs> Hibs nil, Motherwell 2. What a result for Motherwell. I think that's the worrying thing for Kilmarnock. Teams run about them are, are picking up points, and, and obviously Motherwell would have been, uh, Hibs would have been favourites to, to beat Motherwell, so it just shows you how, how unpredictable it is, as you said, and, it's worrying for Kamal that teams are picking up points, running about them and, and keeping them up. That's how I, I have to agree with Darrow. I think they could struggle to, to go down. Uh, maybe via the playoffs, uh, right? <laughs> maybe via the playoffs, right enough. But Hamilton and, and uh, Ross Counties and, and Motherwell's picking up points uh, at places that I don't think Kamal can at the moment. And that's why I can see them going down. And, and I think Motherwell's got too much to. Too much to keep them up, but see, you just—I just had a quick glance at the league table there. I think St Johnson can maybe go and go and end up sneaking the top six. We've got a game in hand that brings them three points behind. They've just won the cup, got a wee bit of momentum. If momentum going into the cup final, I think that could maybe keep them going and end up securing top six. I think they're probably the better side of all the teams running about. Dundee United, Simon, Livingston. I think they're the the best team out of them fighting for the top six. I think St Johnson. Yeah, Rory. See, like Hibs obviously been off and on all season, but they're still track to to finish third. Like, obviously, will Jack Ross be kind of? Is Jack Ross the sort of person that will be like kind of target first, then results second? Like, how how do you think he'll be kind of thinking about the the kind of off on results that have been happening lately? Uh, like a lot of managers, you know, the, the start of the season, even midway through the season, till you get to the kind of tail end, it's it's mostly performance based. If you're performing well, you do believe the results will come, but um, you know, over the course of the season, if you take the season as a whole, they've been pretty consistent. They're sitting third above a. I know it's not the Aberdeen team of the last few seasons, however, they're still a strong side. So I think, regardless of how they get there, if they can finish third come May time, then he'll be delighted. But as Shanker said there, that was a that was a tough one to call yesterday. I would never have said that Motherwell would have went there and won two 0 but I. I would imagine Jack Ross would be pretty disappointed with yesterday. Um, I think the way the league is, though, you know, Motherwell, you do see Motherwell capable of going and, and winning that game and yet two defeats in the bounce um, to follow that. And that's why I'm a little bit worried for Kamalik myself. I hope they stay up. I think they will just have enough. But in the moment, I would rather be Motherwell 
losing two games and then winning one than be Kamalik, who are playing better than Motherwell, arguably, but picking up a point every three games. Um, but I, I think it's a strange time of the season. There's clubs at the bottom scrapping. There's clubs at the top who are maybe lost that little bit of momentum. And I think Hibs fall into that category. I think the third are probably where they want to be and they've maybe lost that edge in terms of something to fight for, something to play for. And they've maybe, they almost look a little bit stale is what I would say at the moment. Mm. Um, but over the course of the season, I think they will finish third. Uh, I think Aberdeen will miss out and finish fourth. Um, and I think Kamalik will just manage to stay up. Yeah, last game we touched on, Darrell was St Marin 1, Ross County 0. Wilson's got an interesting point to make about Jim Goodwin, we'll touch on in a second. But uh, Darrell, what was your thoughts on St Marin? They've been kind of one of the surprise packages of the season so far. I think they are going to finish top six. The, the thing is, I think they had a tough start in the league and then they've picked up probably the last, I would say, maybe six, six weeks roughly. They've started mm-hmm. to pick up points, score goals, and obviously they put Rangers out of the cup. Um, I think they will. I think they've got the momentum. Um, I think they'll finish top six due to that. Like they're starting to score goals, like I said, and the other teams around about them aren't picking up many points at all. Yeah, Wilson, you've you've met, you've told us today you've got a point about Jim Goodwin. What's your what's your well, thoughts on Jim Goodwin? Explain what you mean by Jim Goodwin's a good one. Um, about mouthing off in the press about the penalty awarded to Greg Taylor in the Celtic game a couple of weeks ago and got a big back page expose. And then his team did it yesterday, you know, just died yesterday and got a penalty. And he just, he, then he comes out and tries to defend the player. You know, <laughs> so and he did he did the same. They got a penalty against Motherwell where Lee Irwin dived and then there was no mention of it. Then the, he gets a penalty, Celtic got a penalty against them and he's all over the press for about three days. And then yesterday he comes out and defends um, his player for diving. So he needs to get a wee bit of reality check, Ham. Hundred percent. For the, for the first time tonight, I would agree with you. For the first time tonight, I would agree with you. Honest, you know. Aye. So um, he's after Christmas card last. Just, just tell the truth, son. He actually came out a couple of weeks ago and said after the the Taylor one, which was more of a penalty, by the way, than the one they got yesterday, um, and said that we should start naming names, naming and shaming. I think that was the actual phrase he used, something along those lines. So I was really disappointed that he never came out. I think his way of saying it was the game should have ended a draw. I think that was his way of saying it wasn't a penalty. So I think if you're going to have, you know, come out shouting and ball and saying about naming names, I think you've got to have the backbone to come out and say it wasn't a penalty and I'll have a word with my player. So I 100% agree with that. Correct. I think even in the media, he's going to always protect his players. And You're probably going to have the conversation with him in-house. So it's one of the ones. If you're not backing in the press, then... I mean, I think to be fair, it was a retire. I think you, John Hughes, in effect, called him a diver or reiterated that he was doing that. And then he's come out and defended his player. But he's absolute mouthpiece in terms of what goes against him. And then he said two penalties from, from absolutely nothing. That's actually got him. I mean, the Celtic penalty was, what, one of four goals. You know, the, the two penalties that they've got has got him six points. You know? He needs to be a wee bit honest with himself, him. Wait, I think Big Kyle Lafferty only started doing that to pick his points up. It's <laughs> not a problem for Kyle. It's a, Kyle finished tens, don't you worry. And just on Rory's point there, he's he mentioned the likes of Motherwell St. Johnson. Kelly are now not at the stage to be looking at them. It's a three it's a three horse race with Hamilton Ross County and Commander now and Commander will finish tenth. And I always think the Premier team will stay up. The Premier team will in the playoff I hope, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. See the only thing is Hamilton and Ross County. 
more, more Hamilton. They, they do this every year. Mm-hmm. I think they've got more experience of, of grinding, grinding these windows when, when they need it most. Especially when you get beat one 0 <laughs> on, on a Sunday night. Aye, in, in the middle of December. <laughs> well, we've got a few things to touch on later on in the championship and other questions, but we'll touch on them later on. We'll move on to our special guest, Daryl Meg. It's a pleasure to be on the show, Daryl. You start out your career at Queen's Park. Just talk to us a bit about your, your early time growing up at Queen's Park and who the kind of good mentors you can prove with. Um, when we were there, big Antoine Quinn was, was good, obviously. I signed from a youth project, South Kimlachie. Um, Gardner Spears took me there when I was 17. Sorry, we call him Brittany Spears. That was his. He <laughs> 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 was, um, was a wee bit of a character. And, uh, he was he was all right, but he gave me a good chance and terms of playing in League Two, so I appreciate that from him. Um, I'm playing at Queen's Park, obviously as a young boy, you're playing at Hamden every second week. was brilliant. It was, a, it was great to do that. Um, the first first season, I think, when I signed, it was a learning curve. Maybe the first 10, 15 games, I probably made a lot of mistakes and stuff, but I learned from that. And, um, I was going to move on to Aloha probably the year after. I'd already signed, so I spent two years at Queen's Park. Um, I think we made the playoffs the second year. And I think Sunra put us out, but no, it was it was great. Queen's Park, the setup's phenomenal. Obviously now they moved on to full time and uh, everything else. So I think that was the actual the future plan when I was there. But now it's actually happened, and it like I said, it's for any young boy to go there, you always get your chance. Yeah, and you move on to Aloha as well. You've two spells at Aloha, but we'll touch on your first spell first. Like, what was your main highlights for that that period of your time? We got promoted in the first season from League One into the Championship. I think we beat Dunfermline, I think it was, in the playoff final. I think it was 3-0 at home, and yeah. one, we beat 1-0 away. Obviously, that was a great achievement, but just in terms of the squad that we had at Aloha, it was brilliant. Just a great group of guys. Rory will tell you yourself as well, when you're in... A dressing room with a great group of guys that follows onto the pitch and it makes life a lot easier on the pitch working for each other. Um, the achievements were obviously part-time club in that in that um, league at the time. Dunfermline were obviously favourites to beat us in the final and we kind of... Did you start that season, Darrell, with the expectation of getting promoted? Is that the kind of mindset you've had? Having just come up to the league below? I- in League One, yeah. Uh, obviously, the, the guys were in League Two, and I think they signed Stevie May, I think it was. I think in a half a season, I think he scored something like 21 goals or something. Um, but no, definitely, when we were in League One, that was the aim to get promoted into the Championship. A couple of questions here for William David Neal ask. Can you ask Daryl how he felt after the fourth playoff final, first leg, and his important third goal in the second leg to keep Arlo in the Championship? Was that in your first spell, yeah? That was my first spell. That was the third, third season, I think that was. Um, that was amazing because obviously the club had um, they looked after you, everybody, the players, even right through to the the kit man. We part was exceptional. Um, no, it was it was great to get that that winning goal to keep them in a championship because obviously I was leaving that season to go to Dundee. Well, I mean, obviously you go to Dundee and as well, your spells at Air and then East Fife. What were your kind of highlights for these spells as well? Dundee wasn't really a highlight. Right. <laughs> to be honest with you. 
Uh, it was tough, especially the Mullins travelling up. Rory will tell you he was he was one of the designated drivers. It went <laughs> not great. I was in the back with a pillow sleeping. Um, <laughs> but no, just Bar's not that bad, is it? <laughs> is it half six in the morning? <laughs> when we were on, there was no much talking on the way up in the morning. <laughs> um, no, I just I felt um, when we went to when I went to Dundee, we just I don't think I got a fair crack of the whip. To be entirely honest with you, a lot of people will ask me the question: Could I handled it in the SPL? I don't know. Would be my answer. I'd like to think I would, but I just felt as if I didn't get the chance to try and prove that. What were your memories of Darrow at Dundee? I, um, Darrow says, we travelled in together, so in the first season, literally in the second season, the car school that we had was decimated. Darrow moved on, uh, Paul McGinn moved on, Kane Hemmings moved on, uh, Greg Stewart moved on, so literally everybody who was in that car school, David Mitchell, everybody moved on. So in terms of off the pitch, we, we, we still had that camaraderie and that, that, that strong kind of relationship. To be fair, we were actually relatively successful in the first season. We finished um, about six, eighth, six. but I no, I think it was, we just, top six. We think we finished. No, not? we just we just missed it in the last three seasons at Hamilton. Right, um, so. But no, as Daryl says, there, um, you know, it's difficult to comment in terms of on the pitch because you, you never got a never really got a, a fair crack of the whip. I think you maybe one one start or something, which we all know isn't anywhere near enough to to find out whether you're whether you're capable of playing at that level or even getting a run in the team or whatever else. So, aye, it was a frustrating time for, for Darrow and as the season progressed for me as well. But I've got, I've got fond memories of, uh, in my time at Dundee in terms of the boys I met. You know, we're still in the WhatsApp group. We still speak and things and we had a, a close-knit group there. So, I, you know, like I said, Darrow's my pal to this day. So, my relationship with him is good. But it just it probably could have been better on the park um, in, in that season and the way it finished up. Yeah. We'll move on to your time at Air Darrow as well. Obviously, uh, you, you had a season there. What was your kind of experience at Air like? It was brilliant. Um, big shout out to the kitchen staff. The food was exceptional. One. I think if, if anybody goes there, they're always right into that kitchen. It's <laughs> fantastic. Um, Rory, That's how I had to leave. I put on too much weight. Rory, 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 I love that, by the way, but though. <laughs> that would have I. You're right. Tomato sauce and everything, so he doesn't as much. That's just true. Uh, <laughs> A United was good. Obviously, it was a poor season from your point of view in terms of on the pitch because we got relegated. Um, but same again, it was a good. It was a good group. We signed by Gary Harkins. Obviously, we were at Dundee together, and he he brought something else to the team for for a big slug of guys. Get very quick to be entirely honest with you, but. Um, no, it was great. McCall was a madman as well. Um, just so unpredictable. So he was very You got a good day story? Oh, I got a good story. <laughs> Maybe a few. I think he loves days off. He was never there half the time. <laughs> I've heard that. I, heard, I, heard, I heard, heard that. that. Well. Um, no, I would say maybe, I think Darren Miller passed him on... Um, Byers Road one day and he was sitting with the Partick Thistle shots on still so and I think he says that I called him a wanker <laughs> so, I think shortly after that Scott McKenna got signed and me and Paddy Boyle were sharing left back a game in a game out after that so Lord's <laughs> absolute killed me for that one Brilliant. See after see when you were at Air C at the end of that season 
when they went down uh, to the league below, they went full time. See, because you were at Dundee and you were full time then, did that get you off staying at here and, and gone full time then, or did you have that option? Or? No, he, off- he offered me to stay full time, um, but just at that that kind of spell when I was at Air United, I was starting a business up, so I couldn't. All right. I couldn't really commit to full time. I would have loved to have done that, um, but I did speak to uh, McCall and I did say, look, once I'm back up and running and. Whatever else, then I've, the option's still there. If you need, obviously, any defenders, then I would, I'd be happily come in. Mm-hmm. Well, you move on to East Five as well. What was your memories like of your time at East Five? East Five was great. Obviously, I know, I know Darren Young from the Alloa days. He yeah. was our captain. He's a great guy. Yeah, we've had Darren on. He's brilliant. Uh, he's brilliant. So, he is, he's really good. And to be quite honest with you, I think Darren's missed out on some good opportunities in terms of other jobs. But I think... I'll come through experience as well, and I think he'll start being in the pot for kind of jobs. But East Fife was great. I think we just missed out on the playoffs as well that season. And I think Darren was desperate for me to stay, but I was just having a wee boy at that time, and I needed something more kind of local. Yeah, Lewis Simpson asked as well, and the fan questions, why did you leave East Fife? Was it basically because of what you said there? Yeah. I, well, like I said, I had the business now up and running, and I had a, a kind of a on the way, so I was just, I was pulled... It was it was just a bit hectic in the travelling through Edinburgh for training and stuff. It was getting a wee bit too much. And then obviously you moved to Darvo and I'm I'm kinda of interested to get your thoughts on that. Obviously, like you dropped down a couple of levels to go to Darvo. Like what was did you worry about that when you, you made the decision to go there? Like you were dropping no. down to Kind of junior no, level yeah, speaking to Mike, obviously, he's very ambitious and where he's want to take the club. And you've got John, obviously, there, like you say, with the the money. <laughs> uh, they want to go very far. So I like the idea of what, obviously, they're planning to do and I want to be part of it and hopefully it takes on as a good journey. How much are you enjoying it? It's brilliant. Especially a few, a few of my friends are there as well. So it's good back playing with your, your mates effectively and... Obviously, now with this new system, we can climb ourselves up into the, the SPFL. Uh, how far do you think you can go? Well, you've seen the squad we've got this year, um, and I think it'll get better probably for next season. I think we could go all the way, to be entirely honest with you. I think at one point, Davo were probably the most talked about club with everything that was going on round about them. Uh, so, I, th- I think we could go all the way, especially with the players at the gaffers looking to speak to him, bring in players that can still play in the championship that are playing it as at the moment. Yeah. Brilliant. Shankers, yeah, you want to ask that about anything? How much are you on? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> can I disclose it? Not allowed to. Oh, no, I'm, I'm fine. Brilliant. Wilson, you've got quite fire questions. Do you want to just get fired into them? Yes, I. Um, so, so some, some um, you have to, it's either or, then others we want a proper answer from. Right. Okay, but we want the truth. And as, we, as we did this with Rory, we we don't want, we want big names. <laughs> all right? so you're not interested in guys at East Fife and all that with the greatest respect unless you've maybe played at a much higher level in East Fife. With no disrespect to East Fife. Yeah. We want celebrity names. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Right. 55 or 10? 
55. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Nando's or Black Rooster? <laughs> Got to go Black Rooster. <laughs> Aloha or Falkirk? Aloha. John Gall or Fraser Gall? John Gall. Money or medals? <laughs> <laughs> medals. <laughs> a big pause there, wasn't there? <laughs> How many goals did you score for Aloha? 13, maybe? It's a guess. Your Wikipedia page says one. Oh, you're lying. <laughs> maybe I looked up Daryl Duffy or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. apart, apart from Greg Stewart, who's the best player you've played with? Apart from Greg Stewart. Greg Stewart's not even in the category. <laughs> right, this, might, this, this might shock you a wee bit. I don't know. You don't, you don't need to say me because I'm here, Meg. It's somebody else. If it's him, I'm logging off. This <laughs> <laughs> player I've probably played with would be a boy that was at Coburnley and he signed at Queen's Park roughly the same year as me, I think it was. It was Davy Anderson. Ah, uh, he's brilliant. Hi, hi, guy. Central midfielder just had everything. Dry box to box, great in the air for a wee guy. He was just unbelievable. He could have probably went a lot further, but I think he was just kind of happy with what he was doing and comfortable. Right, best player played against. Best player played against. Um, I remember probably pre season when we played Everton, big Lukaku. That's the teams we like. That's what we like. We do the show. He chucked me about for about sixty minutes, and I remember marking him at the corner, and they had about nearly stood my toe with size fourteens. I gave John Stones a run around that day. Remember that, Meg? I don't remember that. Well, well, I tell tell you what, we'll ask them because John Stones and Lukaku are coming on next week. I'll say if they remember. Okay. Mick Kennedy or John Kennedy? Mick Kennedy. <laughs> Best manager you've worked under? That's a hard. That is a hard one. I was. Um, Wait to hear the next one. <laughs> the first two years, Hartley was exceptional. Obviously, we got promoted into the. That's good because Rory hates him. That's super. <laughs> Keep that going. Wait, wait, wait! Your next question comes, mate. I'm not finished. So, then we went into the championship and same again, great. Everything was about the players and everything else. And then the third season, I don't just changed. I think getting a wee bit of credit, and I think he just started to be about him and know what we were actually doing on the pitch and stuff. So he changed a wee bit there. So that would be my answer. So he's the best manager in those two years. Yeah, it was superb. Who's the worst? Paul Hartley as well. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay, here we go. Best patter in the dressing room? Any dressing room. Any dressing room, the best guy with the best patter. Now we know that's not Rory. (laughs) (laughs) I would go with probably Cy Ferry, even though he didn't shut up. He was fucking always asking you about jobs and God knows what. And Aye, probably Cy Ferrin. Big Jeeves was up there as well. He was both for him were probably tied. Dressing room hard man. Say that. He thought he was a hard man. Paul McGowan thought he was a hard man, but no chance. He's just a wee daft boy for Erdry. We need hair. 
when they hit all his That is absolutely shocking. That that needs to take him off. Somebody needs to have a look at him, man. He's got, he's got to shave it. He's got to. That is hanging on by a thread. <laughs> I think there was actually a picture of him on Twitter, and somebody says you should start the game with a yellow card for that. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, we'll go we'll go to Darvel. Who who's who's the best player at Darvel? Me, of course. Right. <laughs> who's the worst? <laughs> oh who will we go for? We'll probably go for Big Andy, the goalie, because he's got no arms. <laughs> was that who Max said? Who did Max was that who Max said? Max said Darwin. Aye, Max said Darwin, yeah, that's right. Darryl. Darryl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he said the goalie. Um, I so did. I thought he said a goalie as well. He said, uh, "What's his goalie. name?" Was that a goalie Again, Chris? Goalie Chris. Chris Aye. Aye. I remember him when I was young. He used to get called the Starts. He still got Starts. Still gets called. He's very good. Aye. He used to when I was young. Aye. Aye. So Darvel again, league or Scottish? The league. And last one of all the levels of football. Who you've played against? What team do you hate the most? Hamilton. So you want them to get relegated then? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say who I wanted relegated. I just said Kelly will go down. <laughs> is there a is there a story behind, behind that? I just can't be bothered with it. Everybody hates playing against them, mate. Watching playing against them and then doing us at the bonus. I think it was when that last game of the season was it was a killer. <laughs> Good, that's me. That's me finished, Scott. Brilliant. Rory, yeah, Nell Stad? No, don't think so. I would probably second Darrow in the old the old Hamilton one. I don't think anyone enjoys going there. Um and I think every season they want everybody wants to make it in and they never do. So oh. I'd probably probably go along with that one. Brilliant. We've got a question here for Tommy Graffin. This I that's a great question for everybody. If you were allowed to travel back in time to give your fifteen year old self just one piece of advice that would help you make the most of your footballing ability, what would it be? Stop eating. <laughs> Did you answer that was my answer, Shanko? <laughs> Tommy, I didn't have any footballing ability, mate. So <laughs> Darryl, wait, are you getting an answer for that? I'd probably say more committed. Aye, definitely. Aye. Uh, probably don't leave Kamalik when the opportunity comes to leave. Stay, stay put. Is that when you left Kamalik? Yeah, when you were 15? Well, well, if I was if I could go back in time and tell my, my 50 year old child something, it would be that you're going to get the opportunity to sign for Rangers, don't do it. State command, like state power. I was going, but aren't you, Rory? You're never ever saying no to that. I think I was, I think myself, I wasn't strong enough at that age to to probably stand up for myself. My, my agent was in my year, and obviously, it's a difficult thing to turn down, I, but if, if I was to make that decision again or be put in that position again, I would love that. That's the one thing I would change just to see what would have happened. Sorry, just two things on there. I can't believe Shanker's had the opportunity to tell us about Torres and Suarez and all these other films. But just, I, I made that point to you. I don't know if it was on your chat or I was talking to you on the phone, Scott, when I said that about Rory. I felt you, you, were, you were never knocking that opportunity back to go to Rangers, right? I kind of wish it had never presented itself. Aye, but you, you 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 progressed well at Rangers, but the caliber you were up against to play first team was much higher. Yeah. 
Whereas if you'd progressed that way, Comarnock, you would have played first team, I think. I said I said that to you, Scott, off air mm-hmm. before. The one the one thing it did put me off slightly was I was under 19 at the time and I remember going into the meeting with Jim Jeffries and as a young boy who Jim Jeffries and Billy Brown were very much they dealt with the first team if you were an under 19 you played in the reserve team they, they wouldn't really interact with you they, they were about the first team and you made that step up after the under 19s that's when they would interact with you and communicate with you etc so I remember sitting down in that meeting and thinking in my own head I, I don't know if this is right and we sat down and he said one thing he said something along the lines of you know it was something along the lines of if you, you know, if, if, if you were as good as Stephen A. Smith or something like that, we would have had to attack. If he said something along those lines, would I thought, fair enough if you don't think that, but I didn't feel really like I was going to go in next season and be playing games for Kamalik. I'm not saying that that would have been the difference with me staying on, though, but what I would say is that I, it is difficult to turn down, but I came out of that meeting probably with my mind more made up going to Rangers than I was staying at Kamalik. So, aye, it was, it was a difficult time in terms of moving on because I love Kamalik but going back and looking back at my career not that I had a bad career but as, as Wilson says you look at the likes of your Scott Arfield who play 100 games for Full Cup by the time they're 19 stands him in such good stead I might have had that opportunity Kamalik um, because I was liked there but I decided to move to Rangers and as Wilson says I kind of get swallowed up in the system I, I wish it was that <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a thing Rory like you say is a lot of young players jump to the big clubs because of their opportunity Aye. but the thing is, you're probably better starting lower than working your way up and get more experience. And then when you go to Aye. the big clubs, you're, you're involved in the first team. Yeah, Aye, but there you go. Definitely. 90% of people are doing the same thing. So, oh, as if, as if you're the only person that's ever done especially, it. Especially if you're a Rangers supporter as well. There's an emotional tie as well with it. A, no. a lot of young players go missing. There's probably a lot of young talent that's fell out in love with the game because they've went to the big clubs and they've just not had the game time and they just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's actually an interesting thing. I just want to ask you, Dara, as well. Last, I think I've asked Rhoda this as well. Who's the one player you can have through with at youth level that you thought would go far that just didn't for whatever reason? Like, who was the one player you thought would make it that that didn't? Duty, obviously, not being committed to it enough. Aye, I'd be injuries as well. Like, I know there's <clears throat> maybe a few players that can have lose out to injuries early on, but like I said, we had a lot of great, great players at Aloha. Um, there was like Kevin Colley, he's been there at Aloha for years. I think he had one spell at Dumbarton and back. But other than that, even I think he was at Celtic as a young boy. Jason Mark had probably went further. Yeah. Injury prone was just holding him back. Great player. Um, it's a hard question, but you'd need to think about that. But probably both of them because they're exceptional players. And I thought Jason and Kevin could have probably went a bit further. Yeah, definitely. We'll touch on as well. We put out earlier on about the situation at United. Obviously, before we te- we put this out beforehand, we we're obviously asking were they in trouble. Mark Hardy got back to saying that he thought they were a bit weak in the middle of the park and they were worried about Mark Kerr not knowing his best team. Major news came out today. I was quite stunned to hear that Mark Kerr and his assistant manager Michael McCardle have been have left for mutual consent. We'll go to Shankers first. Shankers, what's your thoughts on that? Are you surprised that that's finally what's happened? I don't think Darren, because I said to you earlier, I don't know if Darren was the same. When it was at air, if you win three games at air, the fans love you. If you lose three, they want rid of you. So I think that's just the mentality. I don't know whether it's, it's the same at other clubs. I, I just know if you being at air, that was, that's kind of the mentality that they've got. So I'm not really surprised that he's, he's lost his job. I just 
who'll, who'll come in uh, who, who looks for the outside and I think Mark Kerr, what was he given in the, the, in the job maybe I think it was a year? 18 months it's not really a, a, it's not a, a long time Air were punching above their weight under Ian McCall in the championship challenging for playoffs and, and up the top of the league Air, Air are a mid-table championship team at best for me so I don't think uh, I don't think the fans have got that realistic ambition that, that uh, obviously you want to be challenging up the top of the league, but I think realistically, here are a, a middle of the road championship team. If Air can stay safe in the championship every season, I think that's Good the man. manager's do, doing, his, doing his job, basically. I think they, they, they should be happy with that. Yeah. Wilson, what's your thoughts on the situation that you're, you're rivals? Well, as, as the fifth biggest team in here, sir, I don't really take <laughs> To do with them, to be honest. Um, but I mean, he's four points off fifth, and as, as Shankar said, I think mid table for here has to be their ambition in terms of their budget, their support, etc. Um, and I always, always just think they, they could air could be a big club, you know. Massive, massive support. I when, when they attended, they could they could be a big club, but I just think the ambition. <laughs> Um, from possibly the previous chairman, the chairman maybe supersedes what they, they're actually capable of in, in their budget. Now, again, and would an experienced manager get a wee bit longer? You know, as I say, he's four points off fifth. I, mean, I think he's got games in hand, albeit Inverness are a good few behind. Um, so it, it was a, it was a surprise decision, but again, I always think it's a wee bit of maybe when you guys played, if if you're getting beat, they make a sub, they take a young boy off. You know, Rob, uh, he's playing well. I feel it's a manager. Um, but I, I, I do think there's a problem with Air United. As I say, I don't think they've ever really kind of tested the water about trying to become an SPL team. I think I think there's a kind of problem behind the scenes there. Of, um, do you think you know, that because Matt, Matt Roberts was treated very much the same. Mm -hmm. um, he wasn't really given a, a, a long time or a, or a chance in there, as I say. But they're in trouble, you know. Again, will they go for someone with experience, you know, just to keep them in the league this year as our targets now changed? A wee bit like Command looks did, just keep them up and then start again. So will they go for experience? Or, you know, and I've been very vocal on this show, if Command in a different situation, you know, and it was the end of the season, I'd have been disappointed with Tommy Wright being named as a manager. I feel, I feel we should be going for something a wee bit different, you know, because ideas and things have changed now. Um, I mean, maybe the... Well, I, I threw names into the hat, you know, like, you know, does Barry Ferguson deserve a shot at a, a big club? Does somebody like Peter Lovenkrantz deserve a shot at a big club? You know, just just, just to try something new, something with new ideas, you know. I'd heard rumours that maybe Lovenkrantz and Kevin Thompson were maybe coming. Yeah. Um, or were looking for an interview. You know, rather than just Tommy Wright and that what, 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 when you say deserve, what what does deserve entail? Well, what no, no, sorry, deserves the wrong word. As I spoke to you guys last week, you know, guy, guys like Barry Ferguson, who maybe wasn't the best at Clyde, and he's went to Kelly Halston, well, I know it's a, a lower level, but these guys need to be in the situation where if they don't do well in their next job, then football management's not going to be for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they maybe try and adapt. The, the way they do things before North. I gave you the example of Lee McCulloch. Now, I think he's doing well, well at Hearts as a number two. When he came to Kilmarnock, he was raw and he had a raw assistant. See if he came to Kilmarnock and brought someone in with a bit of experience to, to help him on his way. 
then I think I think Lee McCullough would have done okay at Kilmarnock. And, and, and you see, look what's happened, obviously, out with the Steve Clark era. See, I think that's, that's a bit of a... Like I touched on last week, you used, I know you're saying it's the wrong word there, but you're Peter Lovencans, and it's interesting Darrow's been on. For me, if we're going to talk about people that deserve a crack at the, the whip and should be handpicked out of places to come in, you know, you look at Darn Young, young Scottish yeah. manager, yeah, has, I, done, I, I, has yeah. done, very, done very, very well, as opposed to picking the likes to say Peter, Peter Lovencans from obscurity with no real... CV there of managing teams. I, I think that's why when it comes to the rights of Darren Young, it's unbelievable. And you know, he's, he's he's a young man, he's to learn that trade. Now, who, who's Darren Young's assistant? I, I don't know who's it's uh boy Tony McMahon. I think I he know. runs is it soccer box, maybe up kind of yeah. thing for you. I think it's yeah. like a kids' account. I was looking kind of in terms of experience, but I, I agree with you. But as, as you well know, after the Steve Clark era. Kelly fans have this expectation that we should be doing a Hibs or Aberdeen. Whereas for our budget and the personnel where we are, you know, we are St. Johnston, Livingston, Kilmarnock, Ross County, Hamilton, unfortunately. You know, that that's where we are. The thing is as well, Steve Clark left Kilmarnock in a good place. So where has it went wrong from somebody else stepping in? Is it just man management or they just don't fancy the, the manager at the time? Well, well, I, I, again, I mean, you, you can only see see what you, you get in the press and things, but yeah. it seemed as if the, the, the dressing room weren't particularly happy with the Italian Alessio when he came in, a few players left and whatnot. And then yeah. he, he had them fifth, you know, and then he was hunted. Um, and I think due, from what you believe in the papers, you know, he was hunted due because he, he didn't have a link with the dressing room. And then they bring in Alex Dyer, who was under Steve Clark and uh, Alessio, and no he did okay initially, but then the record spoke for itself and results. And again, a wee bit like Celtic, did it go on too long? Should they have reacted and, cha- and changed it? Yeah. Uh, and as I say, at, at the time, Tommy Wright's probably the right appointment. You know, a bit old school, you know, get, you know, grind out a few 1 0 victories, battle, work hard, defend properly. Um, and that, but I mean, that's him what. Three, three defeats in a draw from four games, and I know it was a tough start for him, but um, it's... That, it's Andy Mullins' fault that they lost the last oh, three games and drew. A, a, lot of the, a lot of the punters were, were um, questioning that prior to him leaving the club, but as I say, you know, I mean, I, I agree with you, there were just two names that had plucked out there. Um, in the light no, of... Sorry, Mark. Sorry. Do you not think that's similar with Air, though? Ian McCall had them... I know why I compare it to Steve Clark because obviously it's a bigger club and a better league. But Ian McCall had them up there, punching above their weight, and and for somebody to come in and replicate that is so difficult. So that's what especially they, a rookie, they, especially a rookie. That's where his fans' ambition is to know to be up the top of that league, challenging second, third in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Where realistically, that they know that that kind of team in, in that league compared to Dundee's, Inverness, and Fermin. So that's where their ambition is now. But I don't think. Financially, the club can match that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you look, you look at Celtic as well. You know, if Celtic need to sell sixty thousand season tickets, they're going to go and get a, a Roy Keane, Eddie Howe, big name. If Celtic turn around and say, "By the way, John Kenny's getting a three-year contract," then by all means, there'll be ten thousand season tickets sold. Do you think and Roy Keane would take the job? Yes. I I don't get, understand the Roy Keane thing. You, you know, Roy Keane, his only connection to Celtic is that he played for them for a spell, had a very unsuccessful period, and he's a Celtic fan. So Never I lost don't. An old fun game at Celtic. 
I don't understand the thinking there behind Roy Keane just because of that emotional tie. I, I don't understand that. There needs to be a, a disconnect from you know somebody who's played for a club and who yeah, used to play foot and used to play football and who can come in and manage uh, players. Roy Keane's track record as a manager isn't he great? So I don't really understand what the, the want or need to get. What it, the I, I think Roy Keane is. Look, Nowadays, players are too timid for a guy like that to be a manager. I, I, I agree with that. He'd end yeah, up playing every Saturday after the game, I think, the players. No, Imagine it, like somebody like Frimpong or something having a bad game and then you've got to come into the dressing room to him. I know Frimpong's away, but like, there's no enough, there's no like, the, the players have to get a, a real buzz about them to like, deal with somebody like Roy Keane, I don't think. I'd love to see Roy Keane's interviews after a Celtic defeat, to be fair. But... <laughs> <laughs> right. Rory, did you, did you play with Mark here? I played with, um, played with Kelsey for, for quite, a, quite a wee while across two spells. Really, really good midfielder. Do, really you think he'll bounce, do you think he'll bounce back for this? I hope so. Um, when Peter Houston left to uh, folk up in my second spell, Kelsey stepped up and took the team for two games and he won the two games. He's very astute tactically. Uh, he knows his stuff. Um, and he's went to air and listen. I, I don't know the ins and outs of how he's done it here in particular. You know, Shankers and, and Wilson are no better than me. But I, I, he's got a very good knowledge of football, Scottish football, and how to set up a team and how to coach. So I, I really hope he does bounce back. He was he was really really good in the two, in the two games he took Falkirk. Um, so I hope so. But uh, in terms of who replaces him, I can tell you one thing: there'll be about as much chance of Roberto Martinez parking <laughs> up at Som- Somerset come August than it will be Parkhead. Zero chance. Mark, Mark well, cares. Just Mark the same as Darrell's relegation prediction. We'll enjoy getting you back on and eating your words. <laughs> I know, hold my hands up. There are there are a few names that are coming kind of coming through. I've kind of looked to, to see who the fans can look at. A few names are coming up. Gary Caldwell, David Hopkins, Kevin Harper, Darrell, do you think any of them could potentially be in the frame for it? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think those three managers will probably ask for massive budgets, probably. No saying Air United, they'll probably cash that, but I don't think any of them will be in the hat for the job. Like Rory was saying, like a Darren Young or, or something, maybe should maybe get that opportunity. Yeah, as well as that, Shankers, how buzzing are you to see Black Shoes, White Sox in the the touchline next game. Uh, the players will be their agility levels will be through the roof with the ladder <laughs> exercises that those players will be doing. Uh, do, do you, wait, you David, about the first team when you were there, Darrell? David White. Who's that? David White. I don't know if he was about the first team when you were there. Yeah. No, I don't think so. No. I uh, he uh, so he's in charge. I don't know, but I'll obviously maybe just the way the other way. You probably. Ayers probably safe enough in the league, so they could probably uh, keep them there to the end of the season to make sure they get the, the right appointment. The only thing uh, that probably went wrong for me with Mark Kerr is he's trying to keep on to his hair as well. If he maybe shaved that off like Paul McGowan, he would have maybe kept his job. <laughs> Last wee thing as well, Wilson, obviously today we, you made us aware of an, a thing in the newspapers about Stephen Gerrard potentially replacing Jurgen Klopp. What's your, what's your immediate thoughts on that? Could that be a possibility? I know you've been yes. very vocal about that. 100%. He'll be away in the summer. <laughs> Gerard will be away and Klopp will be away and Gerard will replace him. I've said that on this show. I told you as well, Lampard will replace Gerard at Rangers or at least be given the option. Rory, do you see, do you see Stephen Gerrard potentially replacing Jurgen Klopp and 
I, I mean, we, we're here to give our opinions and speculate, but I, I think that Gerard moving to Liverpool just now is, is too soon for him. Gerard walked into a Rangers job in terms of an old firm team. It kind of an, to get a honeymoon period of two years is is, is non-existent. An old firm team he had that based on the fact that, in my opinion, the remit was to stop ten in a row. Mm-hmm. He obviously did enough in the first couple of seasons for them to think right. He's got it about him to do it. He's went on and done it. I don't think he would get that honeymoon period at Liverpool. I don't think he would get that settling in period. I get his history with the club. I think if you look at Frank Lampard, that just goes to show if you're not doing it and you're not getting the results, you're not going to be in a job. I think that he needs more time at Rangers to gain more experience and maybe even another club in between before he would be ready to go on and hit the ground running with the likes of a Liverpool. I think he I think he wants to try the Champions League. Darryl. Do you not think it's the same as I would say. see what we were saying about Rory with like the chance to go to Rangers? Like obviously too much to turn down. If Liverpool come calling for Stephen Gerrard, can he afford to turn it down in the hope that he, he maybe gets it further down yeah. the line? If you're dangling that carrot in front of me, in front of Stephen Gerrard, to take a Liverpool job, I think he, I think he takes it. I'm not saying he would I'm not saying he won't go or he wouldn't go. I'm saying that I don't know I just don't know if it would work out for him if he did based on the kind of the, the things I've just said there. I think he was massively running the risk of by Christmas time sitting eating eating his turkey with his family like Lampard was and no managing a team. I mean I I I do agree with Rory, to be honest. I've said that before that I thought an in-between team, you know a Newcastle, a Leeds or something, you know, before he went to Liverpool. But I, I think the way the seasons went for him, you know, because again, and I'll say it again, they've been excellent this year. They've run over the top in Scotland. They've done amazingly well in Europe in comparison um, with the budgets, etc., and all that kind of stuff. Have we got this on tape, guys? Have we got this on tape? I have praised him on this show multiple <clears> times. However... And he will be away in the, if Liverpool phone him he's gone he's absolutely gone yeah, I and I actually that. think on, on the reverse of what Rory said I think sometimes like if a Leeds or a Newcastle came calling I think he would say no to get to wait and just get a Liverpool job when, when you think he's ready or when Liverpool are ready he stops hiding us so see Rangers so see, see if somebody like Leeds or that came in is he going to risk going there and I'm a shocker. I'm making an arse almost to a certain extent and then no getting that jump at a bigger job. Really stopped high than it's probably he'll probably be highly sought after manager whether it's a summer or, or a year later. Yeah, like, like Shank says he stopped high and he stopped 10 in a row so he could like he says if he dangled that carrot in front of his face Say that again Darrow he stopped what? I'm saying you're absolutely correct if they dangle that carrot with a Liverpool job in front of him he stopped 10 in a row the only thing that I think could go against him was he won't be able to take Bobby Madden down to referee Liverpool games. <laughs> <laughs> and John Beaton. John Beaton. He, he'll be going for getting 48 penalties a season to maybe two. So he, he, could, he could be sacked by Liverpool by this time next June, to be honest. I think they've missed about 20 of the penalties, to be fair. I've seen Tav, because Tav's better than Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> we'll wrap up the show there I just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure Darrell it's been a pleasure to be on as our special guest I can't thank you enough hope you've enjoyed it pleasure guys I've enjoyed it
Brilliant. Rory, Wilson, Shankers, it's been a pleasure as always. Thanks very much for, for joining us. Superb. Well done. Right, Mark, well, look forward to coming back on seeing Kelly in the Championship. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, I'll be up throwing the pies at the next home Darville game. Don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to throw away. telling you, Kelly won't go down. Don't worry. Don't use worry yourself about that. Thanks very much for joining us, everybody. We'll be making more announcements as well on what's happening over the next couple of weeks. And as well, please subscribe to SM Media's YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.